Body, Mind, Spirit Radio, offering quality live programming with holistic, spiritual, psychic, and metaphysical hosts. Welcome to Sacred Sexuality with Leslie Blackburn. Straight talk, enthusiastic support, and heartfelt encouragement for you to open up to your sacred sexuality. And now your host, Leslie Blackburn. Thank you, my love. I am honored to be here and to be sharing again. And I'm feeling a lot of feels, as I have a feeling. Many of us are. So we're going to let those be here and be heard. And this really is a chance to sort of slow down, listen to our bodies, ah, to openly discuss and explore topics that are edgy and uncomfortable sometimes or not talked about in our traditional culture around sexuality and consciousness and territories that can be filled with shadow, also filled with a lot of light, a lot, also filled with a lot of bliss and pleasure. And this is really about meeting all that and giving it space um, to be, so that we can be who we are and really remember who we are and claim and trust our power and our sexual sovereignty. So what I want to invite us to do is to begin with settling into our bodies because to me that is the foundation and connecting with the earth. So taking a bit of a breath wherever you are and maybe a little exhale with some sound. Give a chance for some vibrations to move through your body and take a moment to Maybe notice your energy and if you're noticing a lot of forward and upward, what's it like to notice some rearward, some downward? And maybe if you've felt a really a lot of rearward and downward and felt maybe like you've been um, in places of even depression or inaction sort of freeze mode, then maybe what's it like to notice a little bit in front of you and above you? And take a moment to notice the way your pelvis is aligned in space and a sense of support that you have wherever you're seated or lying. And what's it like to maybe just acknowledge just a smidge more support right now? Make any adjustments you need to feel that sense of support with your body, your pelvis, your sits bones. And then take a moment to notice your midline. A little scan through your body, creating space length ease as you notice the crown of the head, the centers of the brain, behind the eyes. Ooh, down through the roof of the mouth, the throat base behind the heart, the diaphragm, noticing your upper belly, mid-belly, and lower belly, into the deep pelvic bowl, 
the womb space, creative center, sexual center. Noticing your pelvic floor, sits bones, leg bones and hip sockets, knees, lower legs and heels, soles of the feet, tips of each toe. Allowing your roots from your pelvis, from your feet, to spiral down through the structures of the spaces you're in, through the floor, through the foundation, and into the soil of the earth direct. Wherever you are, there's a path down into direct earth. I invite you to feel that now. As you feel earth and your midline, Gently widen what I call yes and, staying with that, and out to the edges of the skin, maybe out beyond the edges of the skin, feeling the space around your body. Maybe widening a little bit more, noticing the spaces around you, out to the relational space with other things that's in the space with you, beyond the space into wherever you are. Maybe there are plants, trees, grass, soil, water? What can you notice in the natural world, out in the sphere around your body? Even if that's through a building, even if that's through structures, just take a moment to acknowledge those beings. And feel a sense of support. And with a Breath of gratitude. Ooh, gently. Opening the eyes, allowing in light, returning into here, now, being. And here we are. This is a really incredibly powerful time that we're in and one that is changing by the minute and rocking some serious structures to the core. I posted about this in January, actually, as we embarked upon a year of Sacred Body Monthly Circles online. And there was a major uh, astrological occurrence that happened that I believe is related to shaking up the structures that are happening right now. Um, and, and as we've now moved forward and we're here in March, um, we are in the midst of a global pandemic. And what that's doing, I think, is shaking things up drastically. So while there's a lot of fear, there's a lot of panicking, there's a lot of anger around the panic, these are feelings that are feelings. Like, it's okay to feel them. So what can we do to also acknowledge they aren't the answer to sort of get clarity and feel the connection of support and remembering who we are. I believe this is our path through this of connecting with earth, remembering that we are all in this together and everything really is going to be okay. That that isn't avoiding it. That's not bypassing it. That we're acknowledging what's happening in the world around us. We're acknowledging what can we do as fellow beings to care for each other. And then that includes at the moment what many are calling social distancing and what my dear teacher, friend, and colleague uh, has reframed to be spacious solidarity. Z, Zahava Gris, thank you. 
spacious solidarity that, yes, we can make choices where we're caring really deeply for ourselves and the, the community, our local community, our regional community, our global community. But in all of that, I know I'm feeling a lot of frenetic energy, a lot of intense zinginess. I feel it even in this moment. And it's showing up. I'm noticing often some tension in my solar plexus, some tightness across my sternum, um, breath getting a little shallower, hard for the breath to be deep sometimes. What else am I noticing? Literal buzzing in my body. Um, I'm noticing a lot of the forward and up energy and inviting in myself. Can I come rearward and down and feel my body, feel my pelvis, and feel the earth? And so what I'm doing, you know, is I, and I invite, we all have our path through this. And I think there's a lot of value in remembering that we really are here together. And connection shouldn't end just because we're, not, we're having less actual physical distance contact, right? We're having less of that. We're making choices to support what our families need and what we need. And so in that, you know, there are basic human connection touch needs that are really important and crucial to our survival. We can't ignore those either. So, What's it like to remember that our touch and contact is not limited to each other as humans? We even have touch and contact with the earth outside, with trees, with the soil, with the mosses. Like right now, where I am in southeast Michigan, we're in early parts of spring. You know, we're heading into the equinox right now. It's a big pivot. And the land here is is still a little squishy. We're in melt, you know, we're in early spring melt. So I have a lot of moss in in and around my area. And um, and yet there are dry places where I can sit and engage with that without having to get super cold, wet, which isn't super comfortable. Although it's doable, you know. But to be bare feet outside is really reasonable right now. And um, even to sit and engage and roll around and be on the ground. And that's, it's available to me right now, and I'm making sure that I get that every day. And literally yesterday, as a, as a part of my care for noticing how my ner- nervous system is responding through all of these things and how it's affecting me and the people around me and my family and my daughter and the communities that she's intercircling with, and there's just a lot, right? And it's changing minute by minute. And we all know the, the hand-washing and the... The, the advice coming from the Centers for Disease Control, like I don't need to repeat all that, but I want to focus on there's stuff that's not being talked about in those mainstream resources, and that's the need for remembering our connection and how that's connected, frankly, with our sexual energy. And so that's what we're exploring today. How do we support ourselves in times of uncertainty, in times of not a lot of known things, Plans, structure, major structural plans are just upheaving right now and, you know, uprooting. It has a lot of fear then in our, our financial safety and security. It has a lot of fear in our, um, like, what's next? So it's, it's really rocking our root. It's really rocking that center that says, I'm safe and it's going to be okay, which is why it's so important to reconnect our roots. 
with the planet so that we can remember our sense of okayness is actually right within our own bodies and our connection with the planet. So one of the practices that I did yesterday, I'll share, um, as I went outside, I, I took a sarong to lay on the ground. Um, you can lay directly on the grade. I was directly on the ground for part of it, but there was spots that I just wanted to sit on a sarong. And <clears throat> stripped off my socks. I had this lovely oil combination of like coconut oil and avocado and shea butter that my dear friends made for me. And I sat and I massaged my feet. <clears throat> and it was divine. And as I did, I like just rooted my pelvis into the ground. Ah, and I let my roots directly connect right from my pelvic floor, right into the soil and the grass and the moss and, and massaged my feet. I'd been noticing my feet were being uh, neglected, dry spots, and like, I really wanted to just support some circulation and love these incredible, you know, these parts of my body that have been of such service, right? Our feet, how they support us to travel across the land. And that as I was then supporting and massaging my feet, it opens up these pathways in my legs and my yoni and my pelvis, my pelvic floor, up through my body <clears throat> that give me a lot of pleasure. And so it opens these pathways of pleasure that often um, get shut down, especially in times of high anxiety and stress, which we're in. So massaging my feet, then the, the next thing that happened is there was rocking. You know, I'm rocking, I'm massaging, and the rhythm reminded me of another dear friend who had just recently done a, a Facebook Live singing songs that they had sung over the herbs as they'd been making herbal preparations in the kitchen, and they wanted to share those songs. And and with her daughter, she sang these songs, and I was like, I just happened to catch it, um, not on Facebook that often, and yet I caught this moment, and I joined in, and I was able to say, yay, I can sing with you, and we were singing together, and then another friend, mutual friend popped in, and it was really sweet to have this connection. We were all singing together, totally improvisationally, like she was guiding a song, but I mean, it's not like we planned this time to get together, it happened. And you can also plan times, but it's so nice to just follow the flow right now because sometimes that's just what's being asked for. You know, the plans are being shifted and lifted. Like, what's it like to just follow the flow? So I had these songs fresh in my head and in my body. I had actually recorded my voice singing them for a stretch so I wouldn't forget them. It's a little tip that I've learned. And I, um, one came in as I was sitting with my feet, and I just sang it. And I sang it, and I breathed, and I moved, and I toned all the way down through my pelvis, allowing my roots into the soil, into the moss, and I just breathed, toned, <sighs> and that totally shifted the sensations of lifted and forward, it shifted and eased the contraction in my diaphragm, and the tightness across my heart. I felt more rearward <clears throat> plugged into my pelvis. 
and I felt softer, I felt more comfortable, I felt more confident. And those practices, every time I dip into them, and let, let me not fool you into thinking that, like, I just, I know exactly what I'm doing, and I'm always doing these really great practices so that I feel good. Like, no, I'm in overwhelm a lot. <laughs> I'm in the nervous system lifting that I'm talking about. The keys now that I see in my life is I'm noticing it and acknowledging, like, yeah, that's going on for me. And then choosing to make a choice at times when to actually support shifting. And sometimes I'm just in it and I'm just in it and I'm rolling with it. And that's great too. So how that connects then with, um, it, well, let's continue this, this idea of the way that that connects with community. And then I want to come to the connection with pleasure, the pleasure cycle and our sexuality and this, so this idea then, there are ways we can have self-care. That was one point. Take that time, plug into the land. I have videos out there that talk about getting your bare feet on the earth, slowing down, taking five breaths, noticing. This is a time that it's sort of a deep call. Are we ready to wake up and see something differently? Are we ready to start to acknowledge the world isn't what we thought it was? perhaps. We're being invited to look through a different lens and we can resist that hard. Or we can chew away some layers of ego and start to acknowledge that maybe our way of seeing things isn't the only way. I'm doing my best personally to do that. I'm not saying that I see the right way either, but that all together we can start to wake up and see things that support recognizing our interconnection and how we can change our structures in this world to support the collective body, the beings on this planet together. That it doesn't have to be about power over another or building up a, a, a uh, monetary dynasty on top of others while others aren't surviving. So th- there's ways through this that we can change and still all feel really supported and good. It's not about kicking anybody out of this. It's not what this is about. We have to remember we're all in it together. Even the ones we don't like so much, <laughs> we're all in this together. And you know, as many um, traditions from indigenous cultures that I've had deep reverence and gratitude to be exposed to have, have taught me, is that if one person in the collective is sick, then the whole collective is sick. So we have to remember what's it like to really honor all of us and heal and transmute the energies that are causing the sickness. How can we shift those energies at the core that are causing the dis-ease? And so while I say that, again, I come back to it's not about spiritually bypassing, so to speak, what's going on in the world and saying it's no big deal or that, oh, we'll just stay in our heart and we'll be fine. Like, yeah, that's actually a really, a really great skill coming into our heart, coming into our bodies, then shifts that vibration. It makes a huge difference in, uh, in what and how we interact with the world and our capacities and what we vibrate with or don't vibrate with. Those are really important. And so is washing our hands. You know, like there are, there are 
this balance. I love it. This has been my mantra for like, as I've had my own spiritual awakening, the big one was in well over like 20 years ago now, over 20 years ago. And, um, you know, waking up from a really white corporate heteronormative world and starting to see things differently and continuing to see things differently as I go. And so I know it's possible and I know there's ways to shift it, but there's this balance of, yeah, there's still some science. There's still some 3D reality stuff that's very important in how we interact and how we um, learn. And there's a lot of trust and awareness of us being much larger than a physical form or physical body that gets described by science. We are also light beings. We are energetic beings that gets to be here in this organism. So to me, it's both. It's yes and. It's not panicking and saying, you know, that it's no big deal and we should ignore it, but it's also not just like uh, woo-wooing to the point of not acknowledging some 3D world stuff that needs, you know, physical stuff that should get done. So to me, that's love in action. That's can I bring compassion and love and care ah, into myself, into how I'm seeing and noticing what's arising in me and times I want to beat myself up for the ways I feel, thinking that I should, I should be moving through this more gracefully. <laughs> and then it's also care for the others around me and like acknowledging that even though I have the privilege of being in a, in a group of people that probably have less chance of contracting COVID-19 from the coronavirus exposure, um, I still need to take good care because others in our community don't have that privilege. And so I'm supporting them through the care I'm creating around me. And those are important. So all that and so, you know, our sexuality and our sexual energy, what is it you know, when we're in a time like right now where often our nervous systems are pretty jazzed, we're pretty activated. Um, maybe we're in modes of you likely heard the autonomic nervous system, specifically in the sympathetic nervous system, this sense of fight or flight or freeze, the way we respond to big inputs. Um, a big input being an event like a car accident or um, an abuse. These, these things are big events, but what can happen is then collective big events like worries of a virus, Things like that also create that same lifted, activated place. And then sometimes our bodies have a hard time down-regulating from that. And our society in general already has sort of a base level of activation, um, in my experience, that it takes like a real intentional practice to unplug from. So what we're doing now is, is even like building even more capacity and more resilience in our body to unplug from that field of activation and what that means is if we're super activated, right, the body's resources are like assuming and thinking they, they've got to be on alert. You know, I'm worried about my, my life or my foundation or my structures. Then sexuality becomes like this no big deal. Like, I don't need to, you want sexiness? Are you kidding me? You know, I'm fighting for my life right now, even though we may not physically be fighting for our lives. So there's this way our, um, the deep places in our brain don't know that difference. And so we might be curious then, like, well, what do you mean sexiness? Like, that's the last thing on my mind. Or why would I want to try to feel pleasure? I'm trying to 
get through the day. And what I want to invite is that it's a path of healing and shifting our vibration and connection deeply. It doesn't have to be physically. It can be from miles and miles away. It can be with trees. It can be with nature, that deep connection. And manifestation, like creation vibration, we can bring in what we want through the relating with our sexual energy. So in this next segment, I'm going to focus in on something that we haven't talked about in a while that I've written in my book. The book is now in editing mode and intending to be published later this year. Woohoo! And this is this concept of what I am now reframing to call sex drive and sex awe. And let's come back to this after we take a short break. You are listening live, Body Science Spirit Radio. Today is Tuesday, March 17, 2020, and you are listening to Sacred Sexuality with Leslie Blackburn. If you'd like to talk with Leslie live on the air, give us a call at 646-378-0378. That number again is 646-378-0378. And now back to your host, Leslie Blackburn. My love. So my partner is in many states away at the moment (laughs) and joining us here together. See, this is connection that can happen from miles and miles away. So I'm really grateful. Um, Yeah, that's just sweet. Um, So back to this, mm, this sense of our sexual excuse me, our sexual energy as a path of like vibrancy and aliveness. So I'll, I'll, I'll start with, I believe the path of sacred sexuality is one of slowing way down, listening to the body, and then creating space for porting, like what's it like to slow down, open, relax, and so that they're, we can hear, we can hear through all of the layers of the kerfuffle on the top. And then what's, and this is a bit of the tantric path, like what's alive and present reveals itself. Like presencing practices, bringing our awareness into the now, into the experience of what we are actually with in this moment. Because healing happens in the present, spinning around in the past, worrying about the future is not where we can heal and grow. Our healing happens in the present moment. So listening to what's alive in our body in the moment, and it might be that like anger or frustration or fear or that these things are showing up, these are important things then to be acknowledged, not just shove away, hide and put under the rug and not deal with, they will come back. We will deal with them at some way in some time. So giving ourselves space for when 
when we feel resourced and ready, those things then can be guides to unlocking keys from the body and creating space for the bigness of who we are to move through. We are a vast energetic being. We're infinite beings in a finite form. And I believe part of why we're here is to learn and grow. So these bodies become a vessel, an incredibly wise vessel and such a gift because they give us the access point to like, what do we need to hear right now? What's being presented to be worked with so that we can unpack old stories that may be holding us back or limiting us from the next place of our growth. But that part of it is also having a lot of care for those things when they do show up, that it's not bad. They're, when I, even when I say limiting us or holding us back from our growth, like it's a caution. The English language, spoken word in general, is just really limiting. They're not, you know, while we say, okay, they're holding us back or I'm feeling stuck or I'm feeling blocked, and we sort of equate to that, like those are bad things and we need to get through them. Well, pause. <laughs> they're actually really wonderful gifts. Because our body knows its brilliance in every moment. And it's aligning with the best equilibrium it knows how. And so if we have a lot of love for the ways we maybe had patterns or things over time that we built up. Structures or ways of being that were mechanisms that got us through really hard times. And now we can hear them. Maybe we're resourced differently and we can un- unwind and shift those. And as we do, then the way becomes clearer. Our capacity in our body it builds our resilience to big energy. Our big energy moving through our bodies is powerful. It can feel scary. We can feel uncomfortable. We cannot want to meet that right now, shove it away. So it's, it's okay to, to have that happen and have that be a part that's all a part of the journey. And I believe as we go, we're building our capacity to be with this stuff. And then that capacity for being with the bigness like it it translates in our day-to-day lives so when we get rocked off center because there's stuff changing left and right in a time of a global pandemic for example then our capacity to go "Uh uh-huh and kind of roll with that and be with the changes and make and take the actions when it's appropriate to take the actions but let go when it's appropriate to let go and actually Find that balance that's true, you know, our unique, our unique version of that balance. Every single person, every single human has a different path. And you're all important. Your purpose and your sole purpose, your authentic reason for being here is exactly the way it needs to be. And the more we can align with that, the more we're bringing these beautiful gifts of who we are into the world. We each have that gift to be, to, to share. And it's unique. No one else has yours. No one else can be you. (laughs) Hmm. So trusting in who we are and being with claiming that, trusting that power, remembering who we are and claiming our sexual sovereignty. These are the tenets of the work that I offer in the world in supporting people. So our sexual energy. So now I talked. I said I would come back to a topic. I used to call it sex drive versus sex awe, and I'm reframing it. It's sex drive and sex awe, and because um, it's both. 
and so we, we touched a little bit um, on this. Uh, well, it's been in some past episodes for sure. But I'm going to just kind of summarize it quickly. What the difference that I'm calling sex drive is that when, often when we talk about sexual energy, people go into that place of thinking libido, horniness, drive, you know, that sexuality, that sexiness that arises and shows up in a very active way. And so that's what gets labeled as sex energy. And um, it, it shows up in, in traditional society all the time. You know, if a, if a doctor's office asks you about your libido, it's, it's about your libido. They're not, asking about, they're not asking about the other side of your sexuality, which I'm going to talk about. They're just asking about, do you have sex drive? You know, how is your drive? And that's only, that's only one side of our sexuality. So, that's, so drive is pretty easy to describe and explain fairly familiar for many people don't feel much sex drive um, myself included. It doesn't show up all that much, just sort of arising out of nowhere. Um, it used to, that's been changing. But what I, but what's so clear and wonderful is that it, it doesn't, it doesn't need to sort of just show up out of nowhere because it can be cultivated. And um, so we'll talk about that. The other, the other flavor, so sex drive and sex off. So sex, sex drive comes from also, we're going to bring this analogy in the connection with the sympathetic nervous system. So in the drive there and the libido idea, then there's also this attachment to, Oh, well in our sex, our sex organs, you know, the dorsal nerve of the penis and the dorsal nerve of the clitoris, these are all connected with the sympathetic nervous system. So, and sympathetic nervous system is that facet of our autonomic nervous system. That's about activation and arousal. It's the side that we talk about as having the fight or flight or freeze kind of response in in our autonomic nervous system so uh, sex drive is sort of connected with the sympathetic nervous system well if we only look at sex as that part of our nervous system then we're missing a hugely important part of how we meet sexuality in our body and especially for those often those in female bodies um, with vulvas i'll say and not just those beings, all beings that I will say are in a receptive space. It is crucially important that we also be aware of the other facet, the other facet of our sexuality, which is what I call sex. Ah, and that is we need to feel safe and connected and a sense of, hmm, ease, relaxation, peace, to allow sexual energy to have space to move. If we're so bound up in the activation space, it can't move except out. And that gets to things like other sexual function questions, especially in folks with penises, um, that the issues of on what I'll call premature ejaculation, which is actually I reframe it as like ejaculating faster than you want to. But that that if 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 it's like this energy is intense, we don't know where to move it or how to be with it, then it'll just sort of squirt out faster than we want it to. Um, and that that can be shifted, right? So if we stay only in this awareness of sex drive, we're missing this whole other part of sex ah. So sex ah, peace, rest relaxation. It's our parasympathetic nervous system. And that part of our nervous system is very much about 
peace, rest, digest. It's letting the body have the space to do these other functions. You know, we can't tell the body to digest right now, but we have to give it space and it will do it on its own. But if we get really heightened in other things, then even our digestion function has problems. And then we get, you know, all sorts of different fallouts that can show up when we're in major stress mode around our digestion that can cause problems because the body doesn't have space to do this necessary function too worried about what's in the moment, even if there's nothing actually happening in the moment. If the brain's in that pattern of a traumatic response, it doesn't know the difference. So back to then what I call sex ah, it raises to the forefront how crucial it is to slow down, connect, connect with our social nervous system, which is part of our um, part of another part of the autonomic nervous system related to the parasympathetic, but this idea of touching the face, seeing the eyes, stroking the body. And we can do these things and support these things for ourselves right now. I had a beautiful self-touch session this morning, actually, where I just stroked through my face and down my body and my legs, my inner thighs, and just letting, remembering where the edges of my skin are, feeling the space of awakening into, you know, being really deeply in my body. These practices of slowing down and touching and relaxing are what I call sex ah, because what that does is it then relaxes and creates the space for the drive and the charge to, to arise, right? So now this sense of sexual energy can be like, yum, it's coming in. It's, it's like, Ooh, and, and, and it has room to move and we can breathe it and we can work with practices, breath, sound, movement, touch, and visualization. This whole slew of practices in the realms of this work that, that are in those categories that we can support and cultivate our energy intentionally with choice, consciously, to now cultivate that energy as, as an essence of what we choose to um, bring healing. We can bring some love over to the, uh, like I, today I was like bringing some love over to my pancreas and my spleen and smiling and just being like, yeah, let's, I love you. And bring the love to that area of the diaphragm where I was feeling tension, but that I can't access that space of letting this energy be cultivated and move if I'm really bound up and tight and worried and anxious. So I have to, I have to sort of, for me, drop in, cultivate, and relax, and create the ease so that that energy can flow. And that's the sex ah. And again, that's connected with the parasympathetic nervous system. So let's bring another key thing that's hardly ever talked about. It's touched on a bit in Naomi Wolf's work. Um, Vagina is her book. but She focuses on women and beings with um, vulvas and vaginas. Um, I want to say this is not limited to folks um, in female bodies or with vulvas and vaginas. This is applies even in bodies with penises, even with bodies with with um, prostates that are positioned. So we all have prostates, <laughs> whether they're uh, on the you know most accessible through the anterior wall of the vagina or if they're most accessible through the rectal wall. Um, 
we all have access to the to the same that these analogous tissues. So that's hard to it's hard to disclaim prostate as a a male bodied part. Um, but this idea of the receptor body. So I come to like we are receptor bodies. Those who are um, opening to flow of energy. This becomes really really important because in in folks with vulvas and vaginas and cervix and uterus, the parasympathetic nervous system comes in and innervates the upper third of the vagina, the cervix, innervates the the prostate, which is often called the G-spot body, and innervates these deep territories of the pelvis, whereas the sympathetic nerves innervate the surface. We already talked about the dorsal nerve of the clitoris and the penis, but it also innervates the labia and the vulva or the scrotum, the perineum, the anal area. So the deeper spaces in the pelvis are innervated by the parasympathetic nervous system, and that's the part of our nervous system that needs to slow down and create space for it to be active and aware, for the energy to move and flow. It's why touch and stroking and things that we often call foreplay, which I don't like to call foreplay because foreplay implies that that's something before the big event. And like, it's all important. And there is no like goal-oriented outcome that has to be focused upon. So these slow, intentional connecting, seeing the eye contact, so part of our social nervous system, is engaging with the nerves in the face, connecting also with um, other cranial nerves and the vagus nerve to Ah, slow down and have space. So stroking the face, having eye contact, smiling. These are the things that really support like, oh yeah, that's right. I can slow down now and be in my body. And now the juiciness has room. So these are really important. Both sex drive and the active, more activated facets of of our sexuality. But if we get too activated and too... Um, jazzed up, it can be uh, anxiety creating and stressful, right? And then also our sex, ah, the sense of ah, space and relaxation and ease that in the right balance creates this amazing connection of pleasure. And this, I, 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 I mentioned this isn't talked about a lot, but I also want to bring in Kath and Jesse and Juliana Rose Goldstone, actually, who brought the awareness of a couple pieces of this thread to my world, um, that this balance, right, that the pleasure axis is the balance of if we get too far into the the parasympathetic response, then it can kind of just be dull and boring and numb. Um, So that's not what we're talking about. But enough relaxation where we stay clear and aware and present and enough arousal and stimulation where we have like this sweet blend of energetic possibilities driving now we are in this really sweet balance and it's not over hyper activating or stressful but it's also not like boring or disconnecting it's staying really present those that's the balance and why am I talking about all this right now as we're amidst all these things happening in the world it comes back to people you know I don't I don't feel sexy right now or this is that's not important we have all these things to do our capacity to slow down, be in our body, listen, remember our connection, and then trust opening to that vital energy, that vital force, 
That's so crucial to our strength and our capacity to be with big global events, right? To be with our human homework in the world, to do the work of social and racial justice or your service or calling, whatever that is. Pleasure as a path is a path of like not just burning ourselves out, right? We can easily be in overactive stress response mode and try to go do, do, do all these things right now. That doesn't serve anyone if all it does is burn us out or weaken our immune systems so that we become more susceptible to being even part of the problem. So caring for each other and caring for ourselves in the balance is what I mean by feeling, giving ourselves permission to feel this vital force. Feel the flow of juiciness in our bodies as a path of supporting each other not because it's taking away from anyone. It's adding love to the world. It's adding the capacity. So I, in this morning, in my self-practice, and, and to be clear, I don't do this like every day. Some people may, and I'm, you know, it's up to you. But this morning I felt it. I was like, you know, you need to meet some juicy touch. I haven't let myself touch myself other than my foot rub and a little bit of you know, as I'm touching myself in yoga. So I did a little, like, more focused cultivation, sort of a touch of my legs and buttocks and thighs and breasts and arms and up through my neck and the back of my head and cheeks and then started to build energy through more direct touch at my genitals and, and, like, met that as a gift, as an offering. Like, can I bring this juiciness that builds, like, a warm honey and let it spread to heal my body? And then offer it up and out to the community for healing, to the collective for healing, for finding the right balance that we all can meet in this tough path of loving and caring and also taking right action and being in right relationship that was my offering today. It was an offering through my body and I offer it as a gift. And that's to me a a bit of what I mean by pleasure as a path, by sacred sexuality as a path, you know, even pleasure activism as Adrienne Marie Brown has so beautifully coined in her book. And it's important because it's the juice that fuels the world So with that, I'm going to take a little pause and we'll come back in a moment. Let yourself feel into what you're noticing in your body right now and take a breath. Thank you for joining us today. You are listening live to Sacred Sexuality with Leslie Blackburn. Leslie Blackburn has just launched a brand new website. It's clear, authentic, and mobile-friendly. Let's work together. You can find radio podcasts, videocasts, and more free resources, along with information on classes and workshops at leslieblackburn.com. Our monthly temple gatherings are now in our new temple space in Ann Arbor, Michigan. Details are at the website. The next one is Sunday, April 5th, 
and you must send an email to RSVP. This month, we will have a remote option to join online via Zoom, and whether we have an in-person option will be decided and announced when we get closer. Our monthly Sacred Body Circles are also online via Zoom and are exactly the offering aligned to our times that support spacious solitude so that we can support the health of our community and still stay connected, support our own nervous system health, and trust being in our power. To meet this work together as a community and deeply listen to our bodies. Access your personal guidance and align with your soul purpose. As part of the Sacred Body Circles, you will receive guided experiential practices of connecting with your body and the land, ways to let go of old stories and open to your own vital force, and much more. To participate in the Sacred Body Circles, simply join the $15 per month tier at Leslie's Patreon page, which is patreon.com slash Leslie Blackburn. Sign up now for instant access to the past recordings, as well as access to join us for the next one on Thursday, March 26th. And the address again to sign up is patreon.com slash Leslie Blackburn. Leslie offers private sessions and has helped many hundreds of individuals and couples over years on their path of sacred sexuality. Sessions are available in person in her temple space in Ann Arbor, Michigan, and private sessions are also available remotely by Zoom, Skype, or phone from anywhere on the planet. See details at leslieblackburn.com and reach out there to set up a time. The best way to get announcements about upcoming events, as well as inspirational stories, videos, and radio show archives, is to subscribe to the email newsletter by clicking on the link on the website, leslieblackburn.com. And now, back to your host, Leslie Blackburn. <clears throat> Hello, beloveds. Let's settle in and take a moment to simply be with our bodies. Our bodies are such a gift, even when we get frustrated or feel like they're not. And what's it like to just take a moment of gratitude and love for our bodies, for being alive? Take a moment to really notice one thing you're really grateful for right now amongst all the things happening. There's something there. Maybe you're grateful for your health or clean water or nourishing food, safe place to be. Even if it's you're acknowledging gratitude for breathing right now. Just let that have a little space in your heart and a little warmth. Let that warmth grow and warm, build, let it inform down through your body, your diaphragm, let it warm down into your belly, let it warm down into your pelvic bowl, your womb, your creative center. 
and literally let it warm down into your cervix, your prostate, however you identify in your body. Even if physically those things surgically have been removed, the energetics of that is there. Let this warmth just bathe your womb, your pelvic bowl, pelvic floor, and feel the connection to your heart. Ah, it's so important to take a moment to slow down. And actually, this is a sweet gift you all are giving me because it's giving me that moment to slow down and invite us into this. And sometimes that's exactly what I need. So I'm grateful. I'm grateful for you all, for all these many years of joining and being a part of this. And for my community, our community, and for these exquisite trees that are in my field of vision right now and the land here. So feeling a deep gratitude, allowing yourself to relax, open to feel what's ready to be revealed, and to give yourself a sense of pleasure. Give yourself permission to smile, to feel a little joy, yes, even if things are hard. So important to keep our joy barometer levels up so that together we can continue to care for each other. Let yourself trust your body and trust your connection to the earth. That is a truth that can guide us through this no matter what happens. So with deep gratitude, feeling that warmth of the heart and the womb and the connection down through the pelvic floor to the soil allowing your roots down into the soil, past the water table, and into the central core of the earth, wrapping around the central core. And may this connection and your heart carry you into your day with deep gratitude. Sending you all love. We got this. I love you. Namaste. Thank you for joining us today for Sacred Sexuality with Leslie Blackburn. If you would like to contact Leslie, please visit her website, leslieblackburn.com. Leslie is also available for private sessions in person or remotely, and you can find more information about this at the website. Thanks, everyone, for joining us, and have a beautiful day. Join us again next time for continued support on your path of self-realization. The power is within you to heal your body, connect deeply with others, manifest your heart's desires, and experience your deepest bliss. By our healing, we impact others, inspiring love for humanity and the planet. Thank you for joining us for Sacred Sexuality with Leslie Blackburn.